Ey. Come on, man. Let's have some fun with it. Let it go. Ah, this shit ah. hard. <laughs> this shit hard. Mm. Here we go. You know the vibes. Take it, bro. I'm not a rapper. The funny thing That's is, racist. Does anybody, have a, does anybody have a job right now? Really? Is I mean, shit, it? shit is opening back up. Jobs back. I mean, don't tell nobody. <laughs> what are you, the feds? <laughs> Never. Speaking of losing jobs, I think the, the the Grubhub delivery guy that delivered across the street from me is about to lose his job. Why? Because <laughs> he threatened my life. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 did you call Stop. something Please in? Please tell the story. <laughs> we must hear this story. This is, is this a privileged cry. Joe story? Yes. No. Let's go. No. Are you carrying? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I was full on 100% the victim here. Wait, you got Even yeah. though that's that's a Karen statement. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I just pulled in my garage, I popped the trunk. First of all, this is episode 50, Mickey D's show. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Give a Big episode 5-0. Yes, sir. We've made it. Man. Yeah. Who would have thought? We thought we'd be canceled by now. Did we? No. Oh, okay. But it sounds good. <laughs> it just makes the story think, better. It does. I think it makes it sound edgy. Can you just come with me on this? Yeah. No, you're right. I'm with it. Um, yeah, so just got in from the grocery store. I'm on the phone with my brother, and I got the, the trunk popped open to get the groceries out. So the garage is open. Across the street, I see a guy get out of his car. And he's got food with him. And I thought it was a neighbor. I've never met the neighbors directly across the street. We've, they've lived there for four years and we just never, you know, <laughs> extended a, a handshake. You know, whatever. Same thing with Fair. our neighbors, but we finally know them. Um, so, so, but he looks like he was like one of the neighbors or the cousins or I'm, I'm thinking like a family member. What, what, what ethnicity was he? Um, Hispanic. Okay. So he... Uh, He's walking up to the house and again, I'm on my phone and I'm just looking out and I notice him walking up. So I just nod my head and I say, what's up? And he goes, what's up, fool? No. <laughs> <laughs> you knew yeah. that was coming, bro. Yeah. yeah. So Sounds like my I didn't think did. any, I didn't really think anything of it. <laughs> I just put my head down and continued talking to my phone. We're in a very, I'm in a very serious conversation with my brother. Oh, so then he, he says again, What's up, fool? You got a problem? And he's, he's throwing his like he's throwing the food. Out. He's throwing his hands up, but he's got food in each hand, so he's throwing the food. Out. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? You're my neighbor. Why would I have a problem with you? And he's like, what's up, fool? We can handle this right now. And he's still walking up to across the street to the neighbor's house. I'm like, and then I, what, what is, I said about a month ago. Let me catch you after the this neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Let me finish this. <laughs> Look, about a month ago. The neighbor was cutting. His lawn had a lot of weeds and shit to get rid of. Whoever he hired came across the street and said, hey, can I borrow your green trash can? We, uh, you know, there, there's not enough room in our trash cans. I said, yeah, go for it. I don't care. He brought it back. Everything was cool. So again, I'm thinking this guy's a neighbor. He's walking up and, and he's talking shit. And I was like, next time you want to borrow my trash can, don't ask me again, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> And then he's like, and then, and then at this point, his back is to me as he's making his way to the front door. He's like, I ain't your fucking neighbor, motherfucker. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Joe, <All right>. fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> and now, now he's quiet because he's coming so up to the confused. doorstep. I'm confused. <laughs> My brother's like, what the hell is going on over there? I was like, I don't know, man. I just realized it's a delivery guy and he's talking shit to me for no reason. So... Now he's coming back to his car and his car is parked across the street, like a house over from where his delivery was. Sure. And, and I'm just, pay, I'm just, all right, I'm not going to pay him any mind. Still talking to phone my brother and he starts mouthing off again. He's like, it's just, he's like, what's up, man? You want to do something? I'm like, bro, like what, what, this is a quiet neighborhood. What are you trying to do here? Like, just get the fuck out of here. I, what's your problem? <laughs> And he's like, don't tell me what to do. You ain't my daddy. You ain't my daddy. This is my neighborhood. This is my shit, all right? You can't tell me what to do in this neighborhood. But he's like, like, he's ready. <laughs> Full on, ready to go, but he's walking to his car. Don't you wish you were training with so us? He's not ready. He's so not ready. It's tense so times man. right now. He's yeah. about to take it all out on me. <laughs> uh -huh. um, oh, so, man. so, 
He's, he's still talking that shit. And then he's like, I know where you live, bro. It's all good. I know where you live now. And what the fuck is going on? I'm confused. I go to my neighbor's house. <laughs> I've never met these guys. I wait for him to leave. I go to a neighbor's to house. I say, yo, I'm your next door neighbor. <laughs> I live across the street, Joseph. You know, he told me his name. I said, he's like, well, what's going on out here? I said, you know, your delivery guy was talking shit for no reason. I thought it was one of you. And he's like, nah, man. I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to file a complaint. Um, if, if you don't mind, could you like say something to Grubhub and let them know what their guys are doing, what this guy was doing. Um, and so he did it and I filed a complaint and I don't know how they handle these types of situations, <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know if they said the guy across the street from the house that you delivered to at 10, 45 a.m. Well, you know what I mean? Because, look. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how they're going to handle this. Let me tell you how they're going to handle this. They're going to send you a free cheesecake. Right. <laughs> you still got to deal with Jose, who knows where you live. Look. Oh, man. You get you know free delivery for about, a month. That's you know what the fucked up part about yeah. that whole situation is, unfortunately, right? You like it, it was fucked up. Like it, and, and it wasn't about race. You literally just been. You literally were like, "Yo, I thought I mistaked him. Thought he was a neighbor. Was just trying to say hi." And yeah. it escalated into something completely but even, different. Even if you're around the person, who responds to what's up like that? Wait, <laughs> like, how, like, how, how old do you think this kid was? He, he he's probably in his twenties. Yeah, uh, he had to be a kid. Yeah. He's probably and look, this is what like you know what when you're in the heat of something, it's happening fast. A lot of things cross your mind, right? So I immediately thought of where I grew up, where Mickey and I grew up mm-hmm. in the East Valley. It, it gets tight. It gets mm-hmm. tense. And if you look at someone wrong. You know, right. it, you can, it, it can easily be set off. Yeah. And, and if, but if someone's crossing your path, like if you're driving one way and they're driving the other and they look at you, you feel you have to stare back just to let them know I ain't no punk in case you want to get shit popping. <laughs> right. Like, it's just, it's stupid. Yeah. It's the dumbest thing, yeah. but it's masculinity. Yeah. It's masculinity. Exactly. It's just the way we were, we were raised yeah. or not raised, but how, you know, we just perceive this is life this out is here. This is our environment. Right. This is our environment, environmental behavior. So that crossed my mind, and and I, you know, I'm not trying to categorize this dude because he could have grew up in fucking Northridge, but just hung out with different people, mm-hmm, you right. know, or people that didn't grow up in Northridge. So immediately I thought, oh, I I know who you are, mm-hmm. like you're that kid from East Valley that I don't know. You just I'm not saying you're a gangster, but you grew up around that type of uh, those people that were cut from that cloth. Well, let me stop you. Why you didn't you just thr- say we're good? My bad. Yeah, and, I mean, and I try saying all that. Oh, okay, I try okay, like, okay. I was like, whatever, dude. I'm like, just keep moving. I'm good. I'm right. like, I'm over it. And <laughs> you whatever them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, like well, but yeah. no matter what I like said, that. though, no matter what yeah. I said, he was ready. He was like ready to to I'm, throw I'm down. Try, I'm trying to. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to be on the receiving end. This yeah. woman was like, "What's up? What's up, nigga? Like, what's up with you? I mean." I get but how you it could have been that, taken. You said that happened to you recently. Yeah, I mean, when I was doing delivery. But Same thing. I walked up to the guy because I thought he oh, was... Right, he, right, I right. thought he was the guy that I was delivering but to. But it de-escalated quickly. Well, yeah, because... He was like, I thought he thought I was his PO. Apparently, it was the timing was just all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, my, I just got off the phone with my PO and you look similar to him. This was Hispanic dude. And he was like, you gotcha. look similar to my PO. <laughs> So, and he just called me. He just got off the phone saying, I'm coming to pay you a visit. Mm-hmm. So as, obviously, obviously, as he got off the phone, I'm walking up, but I'm going to go deliver it to someone else. Yeah. Right? And he just happened to be outside. So I assumed it was him because they said the house was on the corner or the apartment was on the corner. Yeah. So he looked at me like, yo, what's good? And I was so like, cool. oh, shit. What's good? Like, yo. And, this way, yeah. and I said the name and he was just like, nah, fool. And I was just like, oh, shit, all right, whatever. And I walked away and he was like, yo, I thought you was my PO. I was like, well, I'm not, nigga. And then, you know, kind of like walked away. Spoiler you know alert. Yeah, right? It so, you know, kind of, but so I get it, like how there could be that misconception mm-hmm. in that in that moment. Like, you, you, you're you saying, hey, what's yeah. up? And he's like, what's good, nigga? Like, you got a problem with <laughs> but, me? But, but, so here's the thing, like, I didn't. I didn't respond to that. If I would have responded, then clearly I had a problem yeah, with yeah, him. No, I, I just put you. my head down and kept talking on the phone. And he continued. What you know? He like he felt he had to. Yeah. You well, know. He probably put his saw foot a white down. guy being like, "What's I was up?" In his neighborhood, and he was just like, "Yo, what the you fuck? I'm just here. yeah, like I'm just <laughs> yeah. delivering shit. Why are you jumping on me for? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. 
I mean, you, you look at Joe, you're not thinking, you know, that he grew up the same way we grew yeah, up. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Or the same people that we hung out with. Exactly. And yeah. he might not look at him that in that manner where you're what's up to him in this in this current climate that we're in could mean, hey, what are you doing in this neighborhood? Right. In my my white neighborhood. Yeah. Completely you know misread. I mean? But but you you can also like I agree with that, but I've been in neighborhoods where it's where people come out and I'm waiting for something. They're like, who who you with? Right, right, right. And and if I say what's up to anybody, they're already like ready to go. Right. So he, he I don't know what was going on in his He's head. He's on edge. But yeah, yeah, end of the day he was on edge, but he could have just thought this is how him. I react. Right. This is his natural reaction when right. he's not in his comfort zone, right. you know? He could have been heartbroken. Yeah, he out of, he's he's out of his neighborhood. Like I said, I think Somebody it was just a misread situation. He's yeah. out of his neighborhood. <laughs> he was just doing a job. He got approached by a but, white and, guy, but it's, so it, he reacted. The last guy didn't give him a tip, yeah, you know. Like he reacted. Probably, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. Right. you don't know his stress. He just reacted, and he was just like, "What?" And, and I doubt the last thing on his. I I believe the last thing on his mind was, "I'm representing a company. I probably shouldn't oh, get crazy." Oh, they don't give a fuck. They're independent yeah. contractors. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. who they represent? Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Yeah. Episode 50. Yeah. Off to yeah. Start, wait, start the fucking pot. Yeah, let's grow up. No, that will pop. You should have just told him, you know you're in the danger zone. <laughs> oh, shit. Started <laughs> playing Kenny Log. Oh, you want to do this? Yeah. We need to do a skit with that shit. Pop out a nunchuck. <laughs> yeah. okay. yeah. oh, oh, it's been grub such up. a long need, time since I've been hit need, up like that. Grub up. sponsorship. Grub up. Yeah, I fuck with Postmates anyway. Yeah, Postmates. That's all good. Anyhow, how we feeling? How's everybody's mental health? My brothers. Yeah. Um, everybody good. feeling good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I think, uh, well, I think we're in an awkward place now with um, DJs getting back to work. Yeah. And guys are being paid. Yeah. And some are being paid less. Some are being paid more. Right. Um, it really depends on the venue. Yeah. Um, Mike, you had a situation come yeah. up. Uh, yeah. No, I just had a, like a, a booking for a booker friend. That um, manages a couple lounges in in Las Vegas, and he was, uh, I think, more inquiring what my temperature was on just in the leaving Check. L.A., you know, and traveling and being in Vegas, where things are a little more progressive in the sense of where they are in phases and how they're treating <clears throat> things. Yeah, in the casino. So there was opportunities, and um, you know, it's not a nightclub which is kind of more around where I had been targeting my uh, next couple of dates for. Um, but they made it clear that the, the budget uh, was uh, in your range was increased uh, specifically because there isn't clubs to go to Yeah. Um, for now. And so that made it intriguing. Yeah. And then, you know, when there's a proper offer, I wasn't offered anything officially, but when there's a proper offer, I said, I would at least, at the very least, consider it. Yeah. Um, you know, as long as it, it aligns with the brand. So, I it, I don't know. It puts you yeah. in an interesting. It gives you interesting perspective in whether it's something to do or not. You well, think? Oh, go, go ahead, bro. I was going to say. Do you think now, with that being said, do you think DJs are going to not even with the rate being what they would either normally get receive or close to it? Do you think because the spot, the venue itself, is not that? A caliber spot will DJs turn that down still? That's a I think that's a really good question. And I've worked with this company before and their accommodations and rate was higher than the nightclub in their hotel. Mm-hmm. And um and I think at that point, I think I don't know, in my perspective, I feel that the rate res- reflects your brand. And so if you're able to still get the rate and you know, high let's just say higher than the nightclub yeah. would offer. <clears throat> Then I think you're regardless. Still kinda, of, you're still kind of keeping your value, yeah. there, but I'm in a different situation. Like I, this like DJ is still not the pri- prime primary uh, yeah. source of income, <clears throat> and so I think it just comes down to your situation. I think you know people have different bills and yeah. different needs. And Joe, what about you? Would you accept it? Um, yeah, I don't think any DJ should be concerned about what things look like now mm. because if anything we all could use some practice runs right yeah. we, all, we, we could also could get a feel <laughs> amen brother <laughs> you know what i mean um i was gonna ask you guys to come over the other day i, I mean we Critique can we me can, a little bit <laughs> <laughs> we we can run the hits but we want to know what right. new songs work so i don't i don't and and you know there there's that 
side of the spectrum where you're getting pretty good money and you're you're in Vegas and everyone loves that on the resume. And then there's the uh, another side where um, I talked to a booker um, outside of LA County, still in California, and he said that their club is open. They had $500 minimums for their table, um, 50% capacity. Mm-hmm. Tables were sold out, and they didn't have an opener. They just had one DJ from 10 to 2, um, and they paid him 100 an hour. And so I, I'm not mad at those DJs for taking that either. Yeah. You know, because again, you gotta you gotta get your legs under you, and um, and I don't think the booker will hold you to that rate. I think it is up to you to be creative and continue to push that. This is my that my brand is worth this, but we're we're in a we're in a unique situation, so I'm gonna do this for that. Yeah. And 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 it all depends on your relationship with the booker and the booker's boss. Because, you know, the booker can say one thing. He can say, yo, we just got this guy. Your booker can paint it however he wants. Hopefully the booker is 100% on your team and helping you get max money. So if the booker says, we're going to pay this guy 400 but he's really a $1,500 or whatever, $2,000 DJ, but we're getting him at a good price. Let's let's not forget this. Let's keep an eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, you know. He's doing us a solid. He's doing us a solid. His brand is X, Y, and Z. People love him. He spins all over the place. Um, you know, let's just keep that in mind next time. I I suggest if he kills it. Yeah. If, if he kills it, let's keep that in mind next time we. I would imagine if you have four hours to DJ, you're going to kill it. Yeah, <laughs> for mean? sure. And and again, like we talked about this two three months ago. Now we're t- getting your brand right. Like now's the, now we're, we're going to see whose brands evolved and and who changed. Who's just. You know, everyone, I think a lot of DJs were stuck or most DJs were stuck in a specific rate. What are you going to do now? What have you been doing to get out of that rate? Like it's a, it takes a lot of thinking and a lot of grinding, but you got to, you, you should be able to figure something out to where you say, yo, I'm going to work with you, but maybe not tell them, but in the back of your head, have a game plan. Yeah. You know, sure. have something to where you can go from 400 to 750 or you know at yeah. least 750 yeah moving forward and then it's up to you to maintain that brand i mean look on the business side let's be transparent like if you're smart enough to apply for uh pua assistance or like mm. getting that edd card yeah. and now you're able to negotiate uh a rate that's cash yeah like and you can bring in some extra income and it's under the table mm-hmm. and and you're able to at least get your hands warmed up by all means, like run with it. Go run with it. Do your thing. I think everybody understands where we're at. No one should be judged right now. And if and if Hell it's no. someone like Vice doing something at a club that pays five hundred, believe it's a solid. It's Vice being a really good dude and taking care of a friend. At least that's how I would. Yeah, and just understanding it. what the venue is going right. through right now and just yeah. trying to get not saying that's happening. Not saying it's happening. Not insinuating that. And I mean, you got to understand it because the 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 if you if you are one of those DJs that get paid a thousand fifteen hundred dollars to two thousand whatever your rate is at spots that at a hundred hundred percent capacity can you know easily get those numbers off. You got to understand and work right. with them. Like we can only go up to fifty percent capacity. Yeah, you know what I mean. We're only selling tables. Well, this you is th- this is where it gets tricky. Uh, I had a source tell me Encore Beach Club Friday and Saturday sold all their tables, and again, it's fifty percent capacity. But they made they were doing twenty five hundred for the cabanas upstairs mm-hmm. and two thousand for downstairs, and then a thousand for some crappier sections. But that's they a thousand dollars for some crappier sections. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Brokies. <laughs> There's no bad seat at EBC. I'm no, there saying. isn't. Exactly. I'm just kidding. Um, but, but, um, and he said, I, I feel like they made over $100,000 and they didn't have a DJ. Mm. Okay. So, so they just played music like over They just the had the music playing. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if it's because they weren't legally, they weren't allowed to have a DJ or they just said, let's give it a shot and see what happens. Now, this can put guys like you and I and probably all of our listeners in a funky spot because we can say, I know what you're roughly making. Yeah. Okay. I, I I have an idea. Like I think DJs are more hip to it now because they're doing more research now. At least I hope, you know, what, what's it to you to pay me a thousand, at least a thousand for spending, I don't know, five hours, whatever they have them do kind of like an all day set or whatever. What's it to you to pay me a thousand when you're making over a hundred thousand 
you know? Or or do you say, you're only going to pay me 300, 400, but it's a good opportunity to get in? Like, I don't know yeah. if some of these bigger spots look out for those, not little guys, but quote unquote. Little guys, yeah. You know, little guys. Um, are they going to look out for them in the long run and say, yo, he killed it. He, he gave, did us a solid. Let's Let's help, you know, let's work with him. Let's co-create. Let's synergy, you know? Yeah, I don't know if all the big venues are looking at it like that. Yeah, I mean, but as a as on the business side, right? As a business owner, yeah. like there's so much money that's been lost. Exactly, that's recruits. what I'm saying. Because they're sure, still sure, only sure, at fifty percent. Account for the fact that, sure, even if they're if you you did the numbers and every table sold out, they they're let's just say their gross is a hundred k. Well, right off top, you gotta you gotta keep into mind what their overhead is, yeah. Yeah. what they've been like. And, and a company like Wynn who didn't stop paying their employees like throughout the entire COVID mm. time, that's just, they've been burning money, Yeah, you know? So they have to find a way to help the bottom line. And yeah, not having a $50,000 DJ is a huge part of that. Yeah. But they cut that DJ budget quick. Yeah, I mean, that's the first way to go when you when you're artist based. <laughs> yeah, non-existent. But, I mean, I think again, like I think sometimes like these situations just show you like what you can really do without having the big bill on a, on an artist or whatever. And people just at this point, people just want to be out, yeah. right? That's how they're feeling. So yeah. I I would reason that I'm not saying three hundred four hundred dollars is like acceptable. Yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, the DJ will make the the best decision for themselves. Yeah, and regardless of what they're getting paid, if they're DJing, they've accepted whatever terms are being given. That's on yeah. them. Now, how they can leverage that or how they can um, use that to give themselves a better situation position in the future, you got to just keep that in mind, I think, as a, as a DJ. But, do, you, do you guys feel that it'll put DJs in a tougher position now that they've experienced even being at 50, only allowed to be at 50 capacity, still selling out tables, without even having a DJ. Well, I, I think, and we said this before, We I said it was going to happen that clubs are, and I'm not saying it's happening now, but clubs will take advantage of this and say, the ball's in our court. Yeah. We're paying you what we say we're going to pay you. Now, some situations are cool, like Mike's friend hitting him up saying, we got a great budget for you. And then there are going to be some situation where it's like, yo, we got 300, even though we're at 75, 100% capacity. This is what we got. We got to make up for some shit, like whatever. Um, I think it's ultimately what I think, especially, I don't, I've been wrapping my head around this for a while, whether you're in Vegas, LA, whatever, you, chances are there's only a very, very small handful of DJs that can get the money they want in their hometown. Okay. So I'm saying that because you got to get your big money outside of your hometown. Yeah. If if you're used to getting 400, 500 in Vegas and Vegas bookers only see you in that light, you got to go get your double, triple, quadruple somewhere else. Take that trip to Reno real quick. You got to go to Reno because you have the brand to say, I spin at Tao, I spin at Encore Beach Club. You, you have that on the resume. Mm. So go get those big bags somewhere else. And but I believe that's 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 what it is for all cities. Again, I know a few LA DJs that'll go and get fifteen hundred at One Oak when One Oak was open. Yeah, you know, and that's that's a lot for an LA DJ. Right. But I assume he's out in Vegas getting three or four hundred or somewhere in that ballpark. Mm. You know, um, not every DJ, far from every DJ, can get that. So regardless, you're you're. I think a lot of DJs are just gonna if they really want to continue to. DJ at these venues, they might have to just play ball because you don't have a union. You don't have DJs. You don't have a group chat of of a hundred DJs saying, "Yo, don't take this booking from this club." Yeah, they're trying to. They're only paying two hundred. I might get shit for what I'm about to say on on say the socials, but let's let's just clear clear the air. It's Mickey saying this. <laughs> I think DJs blew a three one lead. Mm. Like we had the they power. Go, they Golden State in 2016. Had everything going for us went the whole stream thing, be nice. And yeah. it just feels like all the energy just got sucked from where the momentum was going. And then now that venues are opening back up, guys are kind of like giving into the situation. The ones that are holding out, I think have the leverage. I think they're, they're going to be better down the long road and get some better opportunities if they play it right. But I, I'm going to, I, I got to say like, 
from the outside looking in, it seemed like there was so much attention. Like, oh my God, look how powerful the DJ is. And look how he's this and he's that. And that lasted about a month. And then now, like things are going back to normal. It doesn't seem like. I feel, I feel in a sense, that is the reason right now because things are just now starting to open sure. up. So people are thirsty to get out. For People sure. are thirsty to get back into these, you know, these venues and these yeah. spots right now. So, in a sense, the ball is in the venue's court. You know, the ball is in their court. You know, they have control of what they, how they want to maneuver. I think as time passes, there's going to get to a point where, like, all right, we need that energy that we receive from that DJ. You know what I mean? The good DJs that provide that type of, you know, build that atmosphere and create that energy in a in a venue, they're the venues are going to be like, all right, we need that. We we got to stop playing games. We got to give them what they're asking for and, you know, let's get to it so that we can still continue to be successful as they, especially when, when you know, when t- as time passes, they're going to start to be allowed to be, you know, more and more up to full capacity. You know what I'm saying? If yeah, they so only had 50, you know, I imagine like the next step would be 75 to 100 or yeah. whatever. So the next phase is game seven. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. I wanted to backpedal because uh, and talk go back to talking about um, artists, DJs, and their rates being too high. I talked to a booker from Atlanta um, who does a big club out there, and she said, "I asked her. I said, hey, um, you know, you don't have to tell me. This might be a little personal for you guys, but are artists have have any of the artists, producer, DJs, have they lowered their rate?" And she said, "No, they haven't, which is fine with us because honestly, that like." They're not doing anything for us. So if anything, that's just more work for guys like you. Yeah. So I imagine if that's the case, if that's across the board for all the agencies, if that's the mentality of the agencies, like our artists have so much money, they don't need to work right now. They can hold out. Also, that's not the smartest mentality because your your agents aren't going to eat. So they're going to be starving. But if that's the mentality of we're going to hold out and keep our $30,000 rate, fine. That's again. That's more work for guys like us and and the um, the listeners, it, you know. And I think some of these clubs will say, "Yeah, we'll give you fifteen hundred, yeah, like, because we're saving thirty thousand, mm. you know." And and you can do a bit. And we know we all know it's no secret that the open format DJ does a better job than the EDM guy or the producer or the artist or the whoever that just so happened to become a DJ in the last year. Yeah, um, shots fired. <laughs> No, that's no, that's fact based. That's fact based. Dude, fact based. I did my research. I've been to every venue and saw every single one. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that's hard research. Um, Stanford University. But yeah, but getting back to the the DJs going live, it, it makes me think. You know, the quick evolution of it. DJs hit live. Everyone's going live. You know, I don't know. Some guys built up a following. Some didn't really build up a following. It was just something to do. And this was a good opportunity leading into the the um, the clubs opening up again. Now it makes me wonder: Was this in regards to bookings? I know there's a number of reasons you you could have done the streaming live, and it, and again, it's also not these guys' fault because IG kicks them off. Now Twitch is kicking them off, and there's all these issues with mm. these other platforms. So it's all over the place, which is which really fucks things up for the DJs trying to make something of it, but. With all that being said, was this a waste of time for the guys that were trying to get that were using this to elevate their brand and get bookings coming out of this? Or can some of these some of these DJs say, "Yeah, this this is going to give me a plethora of bookings moving forward"? No, I think I think it's definitely. It definitely I feel like it definitely uh, benefited a lot of DJs who you know utilize it to the full potential in regards to bookings. Though, in, in regards to bookings, you, you because, think you think it's um, going to get them bookings because what what you have mentioned on previous episodes about mm-hmm. how what the endless possibilities for these venues to do at this, you know, this first stage of opening, you know what I mean? Being that they can only open up to 50, 60%, you know, they can flirt with the ideas of either streaming DJs from indoors or artists or whoever from indoors or from their homes or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So that I think if that is a route that venue, some venues decide to go in a way, that benefits them these DJs getting booked, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Allowing them to be able to stream either from their crib or stream from the venue itself. Since, all right, cool. We got DJ Vice in the building tonight. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're only allowed to go up to 50, 60% capacity, yeah. but he's going to be streaming. Make sure you tune in, blah, blah, blah. 
you know what I'm saying? That's going to help them out if they want to utilize that to help them sell merch, whatever avenues that they can utilize um, and get more, um, be able to collect more money to, you know, uh, to get as much as they possibly can, even only being at 50, 60%. I think it's it works in their favor. It works in the, in the DJ's favor. And like you said, this is something that they were doing during this whole quarantine thing that was helping their brand and, and evolving their yeah. brand. It's using, utilizes the stream. We've been talking, we've been praising Angie V this entire time about how, you know, how she she went about it and she like flawlessly just kind of like took over, yeah. you know, the streaming platforms when it came from IG and I'm sure she's on Twitch now, if I'm not mistaken. Possibly. Um, you know what I'm saying? I think for someone like her, it's definitely going to benefit her. You know, yeah, people, sure. are gonna, people are going to, people are going to, you know, Bookers are gonna look at that and they be like, "Yo, Angie V's following was yeah. crazy." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like her streaming was dope. Like, let's right. her her name is definitely gonna be ringing through people's ears. And it seemed like she got some brand endorsements out of exactly. it. Exactly, like you know opportunities I mean? and, and and even though she is kind of like a rare example of those things, I think ultimately uh, from the outside looking in, it looks like more viewers or more people were able to see DJs that they might not have given a chance before. Yep, whether it was just organically through. Even when we all went did our things, like we would always share to other friends to at least get in there and get yeah. them to talk in the chat. Um, from one perspective, and then for me personally, I can say like it forced me to push my creative and my like computer nerd side that I've had since high school. That where I had to go teach myself how to do After Effects and yeah. uh, graphics, and now I'm sitting on a Dropbox with. 300 green screen effects like that <laughs> yeah i can later incorporate into a live show yeah. and give it to a video guy like at the club like yeah all things that in some way indirectly is will add value to my brand yeah yeah i i guess i just i'm gonna keep an eye and see what happens with these guys that were heavy on streaming because at one point a month or two ago i was like yeah use this as an opportunity you know when it comes to bookings and make sure they remember you but I think a lot of a lot of guys, I think they just slowed up from it, or and I don't know, maybe they moved to Twitch. I I, I see who's on Twitch and who's on IG. I don't watch all their sets, but I, I keep note of who's doing what. But I just I just don't know if um if this is gonna translate and transfer to clubs. I don't know if the clubs will care. I hope they care. I hope they say, yo, this guy's been putting in work. He's developed his following. I hope that's the story. I just. Every week there's something different. Yeah. Every week there's something new or there's a new problem or there's a there's a new thing to do or a new platform to jump on. So it's it's hard and by no fault of anybody's, it's hard to stay uniform and organized and you know, Vice has been consistent at it. He's yeah. been doing his thing whether you've been watching every day or not. He's been consistent and I'm sure and and again, I'm only speaking in regards to bookings. Like I know there's uh, hundreds of different things you could have grabbed from streaming but i just wanted to talk about bookings i want to ask you to go ahead oh i was going to say i want to ask the opposite do you think this is going to hurt djs excuse me hurt djs that didn't utilize streaming at Mm -hmm. all like they were like i'm not going to really do the streaming thing do you think it's going to and these and these djs that you know got booked on a more consistent base prior to the quarantine do you and them not utilizing the streaming do you think that hurt that because you know obviously you know they were they were kind of quiet I don't think it hurt them, um, but I, I do think it's a missed opportunity. Like, mm. because beyond the DJ or the DJ set, like, I think one of the most important things when you want to work with somebody is their personality. And, you know, the way these streams work, you had to have a personality. Yeah. You had to engage. Yeah. You had to have a conversation. And I think just based on how you, like, can show you're having a good time without a crowd, like, that, may, that makes people, you know, going back to some of our early episodes, just don't be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made you realize who may not be an asshole, who's actually kind of cool and uh, gives you a good vibe, yeah. you know? So <laughs> I think, um, and and I would argue your point where you're saying, where you're talking about directly to bookings, I think everything that you do reflects to your booking mm-hmm. because it, it, it evolves your mindset and how you approach things. And yeah. it, at the end of the day, it, it, it could... In an in, in indirect but direct way, yeah. right? Like, have a role in how you move forward. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah. um, I mean, I can speak from my own experience. I didn't, I didn't do any stream. I didn't do any live streaming, and I don't feel like it hurt me. Yeah. I still have my relationship. You were pumping out fucking dope shit. Well, yeah, and and that's another thing. Yeah, if you, you were, were putting, putting out content, content yeah, 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 you're putting yeah, out yeah. other energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so, I mean, for the guys that just weren't doing shit, well. Yeah, because you think about it, and, and, and I, I'll go back to what I was saying, because if you're, if you're someone who's constantly getting booked, right, you know, in my opinion, outside of their flyers, their content was minimal, you know, minimal. Yeah. Right? They're, as far as, like, whatever it is. Right. You know, unless they were a producer and they were putting out tracks. But if, you know, they're working four, five, six nights a week, that's what their focus was on. You know, right. making sure they're preparing sets, whatever. So all content is flyers. I'm booked here. I'm booked there. Doing this, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So they weren't used to being in that realm of creating content and constantly pushing that out at the same time while doing gigs and stuff like that. So when this opportunity came, when they had all this free space, they didn't utilize that and put out any content. So that's what I'm saying. Not just streaming. Because I felt like that could have been just the easier route then finding some other way to put out content, regardless if it was mixes, scratch, whatever videos, yeah. visuals that you want to put out or whatever, the easier route would have just been like, yo, just go stream, go fucking DJ for an hour or two hours. Right. You know what I mean? As far as being able to put out content, you can do that. You can DJ. Fucking um, DJ. Ultimately, I, mean? I think it just comes down to your relationships. Yeah. It, it's like, again, if I, I honestly think if I didn't stream, if I didn't put out any music, I think... The same people that I was messing with earlier, you know, like they would still, hey, we're we're getting things going. Mm. Like I feel that way. We'll never know because I was putting shit out. Yeah. But I really think it comes down to your relationships. And in you know, like two three months ago, wasn't that long. So what people thought of you before Corona hit, they probably still think, think the, the same, same. As long as you didn't say anything stupid, stupid. on <laughs> right Twitter, um, but, but they probably a still lie think else happened that will fuck people like will fuck their image. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you like, said all uh, lives matter. And, you ain't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said some dumb and, shit. Uh, people are not being silent about canceling anybody and, so. at all. Yeah. You so. are getting called, including us. You know, we we keep our voices up there. But I, I will I will double down, double down on uh, what you're saying in regards to just putting content is really important. Yeah, and um, well, that keeps that you in their eyes. Well, let me put, and I won't say his name, but there is a booker who, uh, even on a, an athlete that we all praise and celebrate, and his message back to me was, oh, you fuck with him? He's like, now, now, I'm like, yeah, me and Danger fuck with him heavy. And, he, and then he just was like, man, now, now I like you guys even more. Mm. And it's like little things like that that are so indirect, have mm. nothing to do with our DJ careers. Yeah. But like, it just makes people like further connect with you as a human being. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think that part of it is... Connecting will be the gold. Connecting will be what's it the uh, like, um, like, like money. Like what? Like what? I mean, your net worth. Your net worth. Your net worth. Yeah, your net. Yeah, connect throughout this whole thing. Connecting with DJs and connecting with others. Because even on some non-DJ related stuff, I was talking to someone and they said that they would tag these people because they were part of some situation, and because they were tagging them and in that same situation with them. They connected with them, and mm. now they're talking business and doing shit. So, yeah. I don't know. You can't change what you've done the last two, three months, but you should have been doing something to connect yeah. and and moving forward. You know, connecting with whoever. I possibly met a future business partner to that mile a day yeah. thing. Yeah. It is, and it's not even like it has nothing to do with running. Like yeah. you know, there you like, go. It's just about putting yourself out there and finding um, similar similar situations. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll say quickly. Uh, what you were saying and you, you nerding out, learning new shit. Yeah. The evolution of all this streaming shit is gonna, you know what I mean? Something's going to happen. You know, yeah. the PS5 just been revealed. Their technology is going to advance. Yeah. So something is going to happen with streaming. There's gonna be, like you said, a platform that's gonna emerge as the new Instagram or whatever, you know? So, you know, I don't think either way, you know, like you said, as long as you're doing something, yeah. you're, you're good to go. Yeah. Moment of silence for Ustream. They were ahead of the, they were ahead of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go back to they, look for them and they had they, they had gone. some potential, man. They dropped the ball. Right. Speaking of being ahead of the game, uh DJ City has an update yeah. on their website. Man. Have you guys been on it? Have you guys checked it out? I won't be, yeah. won't be yeah. I haven't. I, I even I even it. watched the Mojax video. Oh, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't check out the Mojax video. I just, you know, I went on there and I experienced it for myself and just, you yeah. know, messed around with it a little bit. And it's dope. The layout is clean. I yeah. really like the fact that you can preview the entire song now. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? They have the little waveform at the bottom. Speaking of that, I'm Sound glad you brought that up because someone in the DJ City chat say, said, everything looks great, but I don't like that the preview's at the bottom because now... 
not to sound lazy, but now I got to scroll down to fast forward it or make my adjustments. Then I got to scroll back up. And the the um someone will speed up his mouse. Wow, cursor. that's like milliseconds, bro. I know, like, but, but everything on. we do is like milliseconds. But we, you know, we it's an inconvenience. <laughs> oh right? my god! Oh. But but the way around that is use <laughs> your weird. left and right arrow. The privilege. Yeah, yeah, privilege. The way around <laughs> that. This DJ White. <laughs> Different Europe, probably. Easier. He's right here. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. Um. So the way around that though I don't think Mojax touched on it But I think the way around it is You hit your arrow Your left and right arrow To speed through it Fast forward yeah, 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 You know yeah. just like You would yeah. do I mean yeah Like I mean I mean to me I appreciated that That new feature yeah. um, the, the grading uh, is out You don't like People didn't understand Why they were grading, grading But songs, but yeah. but it's something The labels have wanted just, For a long yeah, time I But I don't think They care anymore Click on it And hit download I was like Oh well, shit They might have started Reading some of the things We were writing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because everyone's just saying Okay 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 no, okay. Saying, before is Two dots Now, now when, <laughs> Two when, dots. When, when DJ first When DJ City first um, Came up With the With the uh, With record pool you had you had to yeah you yeah. had to say something yeah, you yeah. had to say something I got before in trouble you could download it right for what I was saying and, like you would say like all the most like I don't understand why it's necessary for me to even fucking have to like just let me download the fucking track or you know what I mean people was shit tight then they made it Shit's where it's like you still had to rate it by what the stars but you did, the the right. comment was optional right like that was optional well like, I don't know if DJC wants to sharing this but once upon a time there was a <laughs> there was a remixer who clapped back at someone for just for the guy just giving an honest response like yeah it's it's cool it's just not really for me it was something along those lines yeah. and the remixer clapped like reach duff researched this guy yeah. and clap back and DJ says like yeah this isn't cool then I don't know what they did about yeah, it yeah it's all bad I Listen, imagine this is this was like you, many moons ago just let me many download moons. the fucking track bro if I fucks with it or not um, but to, and also about downloading the track if you load it up to your crate on your app as soon as you open up the desktop um, uh, app it automatically downloads mm. to your download it's dark yeah so you don't gotta touch anything and the search is the not search is Better. So the it's search COVID, is it's not COVID as friendly. fucking sensitive, man. <laughs> the search, well, yeah, it was man. a mess. So the search, that was that was the first thing I checked when I went <laughs> on that shit. I was like, hold up. Let me get the oh, search for okay. <laughs> I was like, man. So yeah, yeah shout out to DJ Big City. Big to man. DJ City, man. Yeah, they this got is... a nice um nice little update on the site. If you guys are not already uh um DJ City members, you go ahead and uh, go ahead and subscribe. If I'm not mistaken, it's only the third uh time ever. Or maybe fourth, but I think it's only the third time they ever up, they they've updated. done an upgrade yeah. to the to the site. So enjoy, yeah, and, and um, because this this could possibly be the last one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout anyway. out to Beat Source, <laughs> <laughs> big us to Beat Source, who also just announced their uh, collaboration or integration with Hercules. Yep, models. yep. The MIDI controller, so, the MIDI controller. So make sure to check that out. Also, yeah. Um. The world continues to evolve. Yeah. Indeed, it does. Things are happening. Are we satisfied with what's going on? Are we? We yes still got. No. Our, we still got our foot on the pedal. Yes and no. Yes and no. Uh, yes, because there's been a lot of great changes out there. You can see like, a huge amount of support. Mm-hmm. Um, things that obviously that we touched on the last episode about people having these uncomfortable conversations that continue to happen. That is the great thing. Uh, shout out to Jordan Brand. They have. Um, they have announced that they are committing to $100 million for the next 10 years. Well, that, that was because Kanye donated money and but Jordan Kanye, took it personal. I, 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 Jordan took it personal. If that's how you want to look at it, listen. I'm no, that's for, how I'm looking I'm at it. That's the only way it makes sense to me. We're, we're, I'm all for the bidding wars. Right, so we're bringing this up. All right. yeah, I'm all for the bidding uh, wars. But yeah. shit, shout out to Kanye. He, he uh, donated $2 million and he's paying for uh, George Floyd's um, kids. Legal uh, team. Huh? Oh, college, college, yeah, he, college. He's paying for everything. He's yeah. paying for everything. Yeah, 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 he was buried yeah, yeah. in a solid gold casket. Did y'all see that? No, no, solid gold. Oh my I god, I see gold. That's crazy. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, you need he's some a king, so yeah. security around yeah. that grave. Um, so yeah, um, uh, well, fuck what? Starbucks. Let's <laughs> first say that. Wait, what'd they do? What'd they do? Starbucks. Just, just get it all just, out of the way. Should we go down the line of who's canceled? Until further notice. What's going on? Starbucks just announced that they are no longer allowing um, employees employees to have any type of propaganda about Black Black Lives Lives Matter. Matter. Oh no, they're banning that shit. Like you, if you were an employee of of Starbucks, and 
Why it wasn't can- in those words. I'm not defending Starbucks, but yeah, fuck Starbucks. Yeah, fuck yeah Starbucks. they were basically like we're banning any you know employee of any like they trying to stay neutral. We can't have that. I mean, I'm nah. gonna go, I'm gonna go spend all my stars and then my balance, but you know, uh, not nah, you know, yeah. I mean, but means you're not coming out of pocket with no, that shit. We liquidating, like, you know what I mean? Right. Like you know, and, and, and we're liquidating assets. I think, right here. I think. I think that was wrong move for Starbucks, man. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, no, that was stupid. I think because they it. had that big incident. With yeah, the guys. that's what, and yeah. that's exactly why I said I think yeah. that was a terrible, terrible, terrible move for them. Yeah, um, yeah you just cleaned that up. Everyone forgot about that, right? Everyone no, we didn't. Not anymore. No, we didn't. Not <laughs> anymore. You fucked up. I'm sorry, yeah. man. And it, it heartbroken. I was, I was uh, an avid Starbucks goer. Same. You know what I mean? I mean and Sam's been on coffee bean anyway. Man, so that's been that. Yo, and, and at Costco. <laughs> gang, gang. Yeah. At Costco, um, but, you can get $100 worth of coffee bean. Uh, gift card. Gift card for $80. Yeah. I mean, but since this whole quarantine thing started, wifey and I have been supporting more mom and pop um, coffee you shops. You, you know go. what I mean? Um so it, it's just been dope being able to discover a lot of these uh, shops. I do appreciate the highlight of more black businesses. Um, a yeah. lot of people have yeah. been supporting them. They've been, you know, shop- let, me, let me rephrase that. I like the good black businesses with the great product, the great customer service, because just like any other business, regardless if they're black, white, Hispanic, whatever, mm-hmm. there's some shitty ass businesses out there. Absolutely. So I'm all for supporting the good ones, you know what I mean, that, that have great customer service. And you know, great employees and just a great product overall. Right. Um, so, you know, like I said, there, there's we 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 didn't expect change overnight. No. It's starting to progress. You know what I mean? That's a that's a good sign. Um I, shit I, still needs to happen. I like that people are not only just putting up the black squares and they're not only taking the little steps, they're saying, This is what we stand by. A lot of just say a lot of them just say this is why this is we stand by Black Lives Matter. And they left it at that. But Shout out to the companies that are taking it a step further yeah. and saying, this is what we're doing to change exactly. the issue. Mm-hmm. We're hiring X amount of minorities, uh, black people. Um, we're like, like I, I was looking at Y3's whole thing. Um, right. Inclusion is a big thing, you know, because a lot of people are saying it's like you get 100 employees and you got five black employees. That's not inclusion. You feel me? Like, Well, before you go into the Y3 thing, yeah. owned by Adidas. Right. And Adidas has a I mean, their their entire damn near their entire company protested against the company mm-hmm. because of the amount of racism that was occurring inside of that building. Wait, mm. Adidas protested against Y three? Their own company? No, they, no, no, no. The Adidas is owned by Y three. Y three is a, a, a right. component of yeah. Adidas. Adidas staff held a huge, huge protest, protest against yeah. Adidas gotcha. because of the gotcha. amount of like turmoil and racism that was happening or that was occurring in that building. So. Yeah, and 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 not only just Y three, but you know, like we can get into the Nike Joe Budden podcast later. <laughs> but Joe Budden was making some excellent points on how record labels are are is primarily at least hip hop is primarily black rappers. Mm. And oh yeah, know? absolutely. So so why is it there? Why is why isn't there a black man at the top who knows the climate, who grew up? And what these guys are talking mm, about. Talk who about knows it. the culture? Why is it some white dude who doesn't know? All he knows is mm-hmm. money. I monetize this. He knows that, about yeah. the label or labels. Yeah. All yeah. the labels. Yeah. Right. All the labels. Yeah. I'm gonna say. Well, I'll say this. I mean, obviously, you could get into the whole like systematic oppression and how things got set up from the early days and how fucked up it got. Um, but it, I think really where it comes down to is yes, with all the rappers and if you get on the same page and you unionize and this goes for any for all, equality right mm-hmm. like yeah. you have to fund yourself you have mm-hmm. to bet on yourself yeah. yeah and that's where it starts yeah from there i mean and you love to see it guys like nipsey and 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 everybody else who just really pushed the envelope to you need to own your masters you need to own your product yeah. i mean and it's, it, there. it's reasons why these this Coronavirus, these are the reasons why you need to own your shit. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're not doing shows. Speaking to the, Shit's burning down. the systematic racism that, you know, started from the beginning, they knew what they were doing when they find that kid from the hood that's trying to get out. Yeah. And they're like, oh, hey, here, sign this paper. Yeah, yeah opportunity. I mean? yeah, sign yeah. this paper. We'll get you out Three, of this situation. Yeah. You live we'll in you over here in this nice house. You got your car. You got your jewelry. You good. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But you're not getting no money. There's no know? guidance. Exactly. Yeah. We we talked about this off yeah. off the pod, you know, briefly last night or this morning. 
just what Joe Budden was expressing with, you know, Lil Yachty in that whole situation. Like, knowing what your business is. Yeah. It's number one. It's important. Yeah. Like, my boy, LaMica Levert, son of Gerald Levert, grandfather mm-hmm. Eddie, Eddie Levert, Levert from the OJs. Mm-hmm. He's been vocal about this since this whole thing has been going because he's trying to get the masters from, from his father's catalog, you know? Right. And he got these lawyers sitting there with his money, yeah. sitting there with the whole catalog. And people are, you know, sampling records and... You know, he can't even touch that money. So, yeah. you know, it's very important. I think uh, I think a good approach for record labels is to start treating these contracts as partnerships as opposed to employees. Mm. Like, you know mm. what I mean? Like, yeah. you sign a contract and it shouldn't feel like, oh, you own me now. Like, everything that I do, you own it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and treat it as a partnership. Look, we have a platform. You have the talent. We have the platform. Let's partner up and create something larger. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even if the regardless of what the split is, if it's 50, 50, 60, 40, whatever the, the split is, but there's some agreements to that you own your shit. Like if I'm out here creating shit, I want to be able to own it. I don't want to have to ask you, can I play my own shit on Instagram? You might need to do a deep dive into the music game and bring, you know, I know you guys have uh, hits only and, and you guys are going through the process and maybe we can call in a friend that, yeah, is further into the relationships with a large, large label. Um, my understanding is Empire seems to be the one that's kind of doing things yeah. the right way. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Atlantic is too, right? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I think they're trying to merge there's, there's into some that direction. People who are who yeah. are, right. are making right. progress. Um, we should definitely dive into that because it seems yeah. like a very interesting and complex topic. Sure. Maybe in yeah. the future. For DJs to. who are trying to be artists, yeah. Um, well, well, it's just good to just know. Yeah. Well, we could definitely discuss this forever, forever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and it's the same. I think the same thing for any industry. You know, same thing with sports. You know what I mean? How come there's no? You know, there's barely any black owners mm. of teams. You know what I'm saying? And, and you think about like, you know, how does that come to par? You know, when even when Jay Z had his ownership with the Brooklyn Nets, he only owned what one percent, one point five, whatever, yeah. some shit like that. Some very microscopic he was number. Just the face of it. Yeah, he was just pretty much like, all right, we need you to be the face of it. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, move it from Jersey to Brooklyn. Tell us what's it. cool. Yeah. Well, I think that comes from like the, the. I mean, look, it, it, whether it starts from when home loans were first being given and people that were a certain color were being given better rates mm-hmm. and yeah, other people absolutely. that weren't because mm-hmm. they were higher risk yeah. or whatever, or it doesn't matter if, uh, you know, this person of color has this resume and this person of color has this resume and it's the exact same thing, but they're going to get to this college than that college. Yeah. Like all those things play an effect further down the road. Exactly. Right. Because real estate was one of the first like real ways to, of uh, getting to family wealth. Yep. And yeah, then exactly. generationally what you're trying to do is build this family line and wealth and people of color were placed in a different position. And now they're becoming people of color in general are becoming more successful. They have a bigger voice, they have a bigger platform, and it's time to come together. Speaking you know? of general uh, generation wealth, I recently found and I didn't notice about this. I didn't notice. You rich? Uh huh. <laughs> oh shit, nigga! No, I'll be, be gone. You wouldn't even be here, I'd actually. Be gone. I'm like, listen, fellas. Where's Sean and Rella? Look at Sean just throwing himself in there. Sean just throwing himself in there. You know I'm going. <laughs> Sean immediately did. I was slick. I was slick. I was slick. It's a point. It's a point. I was smooth. We stick together. I dig um, it. I dig it. What I found out is that when 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 slaves were freed, owners actually got money for each slave that they owned. At the time, I think they received like three hundred dollars per slave, each mm-hmm. slave. So it wasn't like, and they said, and they did the math, and that that was the equivalent of. Eight thousand dollars today, imagine. And he was like, "How many? How many? How many owners? How many slave owners only owned one slave?" Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. that's that's when he was like, "You imagine getting? Imagine today if you, you slave slavery was still around and they freed it and you were given eight thousand dollars for, for each, each slave you had. You talk about wealth. People invested that into fucking buying property right. and homes and shit like that." And that's how they just, you know, that's how they stayed rich mm-hmm. and slaves got what they Bad got. Nothing. You know well, what I mean? Not, not to continue on with this history lesson here that's much needed, of course, but the Brits were trying to get all the black people in America to roll with them 
Yeah. And and then the U.S. was like, all right, nah. well, we got to do something to keep them on our side yeah. mm-hmm. because these are our quote unquote pawns. You know, like we need them for our fields. And exactly. So they made them a them part of manual labor. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so. But I would love to dive into this um, uh, record label yeah, stuff that'd, that'd more. Be a great topic. I, th- I think even if you're not making music, if you're just an average DJ who has a family and has a regular job, I think you would still find this interesting because ownership is important. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else before we jump in the mixes? Uh, no, except fuck the DJs who are hating on the JBP. Oh. Look, no, man, no, 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 fuck that. Not fuck that. Nah, no. fuck that. You can't relate, man. Go sit the fuck down. Shit. Like, it's, it's that simple. Why are you listening yeah. to it? Why are you commenting about well, it? Well, my question to this, to that, is um, where did where did you hear it? Because if it was a clip on a blog, they they probably pulled the worst clip that made them look, that made the JBP the look like assholes. You know? So, and then, so my next question is if you listen to a full episode, Joe will tell you I'm not the one to come to for the next, the latest future track or the next, the next, the latest little yachty. Like, don't come to me for my expert opinion on that. I'm an old head, and and he he tells people I'm an old head, so take it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And also, um, he they kick a lot of knowledge. They do, okay. and the funny yeah. thing about that is, is that it's the old head DJs bitching about this show, right? For, yeah. from art, you know, and experience. For for those that don't, so we're we're talking about the Joe Budden podcast, and we just happen to read a couple things, a couple tweets, and 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 some people that just were questioning why uh, he even has a, a podcast or a show. And I'll say this much: we we all kind of really got. I mean, you've been listening probably longer than than us. Have you been? You put you put me onto it. Yeah, I think I mean it was, it was pretty back. fresh to where when yeah. I started to listen again. I think Ro was listening to it before. I was but listening then we to just it for a while. Yeah. All like really yeah. dive back into it together, and I think it be, it also became because there was a good year where I didn't fuck with Joe Budden because of how he was on um, the Very other brash. show, Everyday Struggle. Oh yeah, and but that I felt like <laughs> I actually liked him. On I loved that him too. on that uh-huh. shit. Yeah. Well, it's because uh-huh. academics was a dumbass, but like <laughs> that's a whole other story. But, like, I think the energy he got off of academics really gave him this momentum into the podcast that gave him a more mature perspective. Yeah. And then when he is being stupid, I'm kidding, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like the thing which yeah. I respect because, yeah, you got to be entertaining as well. Exactly. Yeah. And based on where we grew up and who we grew up with and the environment that we're in, like, there's a lot of things that you can relate to. Yeah. Like, yeah. at the end of the day. And he, say, he says it over and over. This is an entertaining podcast. Right. Shut the fuck Look, up. It, it ain't for everybody. I will continue to listen because I it's it's comedy and there's yeah. a lot of information. Like, the way they break down the labels, and maybe this is just me being selfish, but the way they break down business and the labels. Absolutely. It's yeah. refreshing. It's like, oh, wow, I didn't, I didn't know that. Or I'm going to look into that and see if that's mm-hmm. accurate because- this sounds like it is accurate, you know? Right. But, I mean, it's cool. To each his own. We just had to defend them real quick. <laughs> Mickey wanted to defend them. We were just, we were just, we were here for you, Mike. Whatever. We had your back. Yeah, thanks. Mickey D's pot. Get um, anyway. Uh, so, mixes, we um, shout out to uh, Chisel. No. No, he's, he's got this week's mix. He's got the mix he's tomorrow. Tomorrow's. Yeah, with you. Shout out to Bella Fiasco. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was going to shout out Chisel because he's got this week's mix. Oh. oh, I yeah. thought you were saying it because no, he's no, our no. past guest. No, 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 no. Uh, no, people don't yeah, get shout shouts till they're done. Okay. <laughs> shout out to Bella Fiasco. Yeah, do the job first. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't be thinking nobody. What if the listener listens to this after the mix airs? Joe, I don't care. <laughs> it's about when it was published. All right. Never mind. Uh, shout out shout to, to Bella, Bella. Um, for giving us that great mix. Um, and then you went on with her, right, Mike? Yes. I was on after. Yeah. Um and yeah, so we got Chisel this week. Pitbull's Global Edition, Sirius XM. Yes. Uh yeah, that's Tuesday nights, eight PM Pacific Daylight Time. And if you don't know Chisel, Miami native, uh resident at Hyde, eleven, um, all over Fort Lauderdale and well traveled. He literally travels the country um like anybody else that stays booked around the country. So shout out to him. And uh and yeah, if you don't if you don't, if you're not hip to our mixes, you can find them on Mixcloud. Yep, Mickey D's yes, Mixcloud.com/slash Mickey D's Show. Yes. Um, this funny thing about it, you talk about how wifey banged on you on um, DM about Bella not what you calling it. I gotta tell a story because it's fucking hilarious. When, oh, when you your wife, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wife, so my wife, 
He said, your wife. <laughs> he goes, she she DMs Joe, right, about Bella posting her, uh, you know, posting about being on the show. About me posting the Bella. About, but you were just reposting what Bella said. No, no, I, I was the initial poster. I posted and she and Bella reposted me, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, because oh, I remember I Oh, so I, I was confused then because I thought she would there was a there was a post that Bella posted, right? Uh-huh. And but no no no, she did post it. She, she Bella did. post something and she was like because when she said she when when wifey showed me, she was like, babe, what the fuck? And it was Bella's post or it was okay. Bella's face or whatever, okay. Be- Bella's video. And um basically Bella was just like, yo, I'm on I'm on the um the Mickey D's radio show, globalization, blah, 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 this down the third. Um, you know, shout out to my boys, Mickey Warren, Danger Zone, or whatever, right? She didn't say my name. And she's like, yo, what the fuck? You know, she, she was being protected. She was, what the fuck? How come she didn't say your name, whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, like you on that show, like you're part of that. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, I, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Bella knows who the fuck you are. Like, you know, I was like, yeah, she does. You know, like I said, babe, I, it's it's called the Mickey D show. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you know, I, I don't think she even thought about it. She, once she's spinning with, with Mickey on the show yeah. and you know what I mean she just knows that danger is attached to it so it's like don't trip it's all good you know what I mean so she damn this nigga <laughs> she I caught did, the smoke she damn this nigga and she said whatever right she was just like she went off and she's like yo what the fuck blah 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 so he screenshots it and sends this to me he goes is this how you feel <laughs> this is, does this reflect how you feel? I'm, I'm fucking crying, bro. Right? And I'm like, nah, bro. Yeah, you know, I'm like, nah, not at all. I said to be honest with you, I don't even notice it until she brings it to my attention. Yeah. I said most of the time I don't bring. It. She always when someone does it and she sees it, she'll bring it to my attention. How come they never say your name? I said, babe, it's called the Mickey D Show. Like, no one knows they've been doing this shit for a minute without me on it. So it's like you have to understand that, right? So she's just like, whatever. So I tell John, like, nah, bro. Like, I was like, that. she's just being, she's just being a protective wife. He goes, that's what I thought. He goes, but now, like, what the fuck did you say? I said, now I'm tagging you in everything. everything. <laughs> he, said, he says, now I'm tagging you in everything. She brought this shit on herself. I was like, oh, man. She yeah. had a good laugh out of that. So, so like, what, what I told, I'm not going to read it word for word, but I just basically said, sometimes we just forget to tag each other. And, and if, if I'm, if, um, if I'm doing a mix, I don't know. If one of us is doing a mix, we won't tag the other because the other one really isn't in the mix. Yeah, and I told you know? I do that all the time. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and that's essentially what happened. I tagged Mickey because he's in the mix. Yeah, and I didn't. And I also told I said we all have the same stuff to post, so they're just gonna see it again. And and, again, yeah, yeah. and, and I and then I think to take it even further, which, which may be unnecessary, but I don't want anyone to feel obligated to repost what I post if they have it to post. Exactly. You know what exactly, I mean? So exactly. all cause all it's gonna get is just a like. Yeah. But I but I said I said we could do a better job of continuing to blast all of our names in every post that's Mickey D's related. Like, yeah, sometimes i sometimes I forget to tag Mickey D's show. You know, so yeah, it's like yeah, I told her it's yeah, like yeah. it's nothing personal. That's what I told her. I think she I think she felt like it was like on some personal shit. Like, what the fuck? Wait, is that her response? That's her his response. No, no, this is you know. Oh, oh this oh. no, that that was my like breaking it down. Like so, I yeah, that's your that's that, a lot. Yeah. Well, but I had to, but because because she's family, yeah, so I wanted yeah, to make yeah, sure. Yeah, like, yeah. I, like, like, I could have just he, said, "No, nah, it ain't that." And when he screenshot, <laughs> when he screenshot it, it like I saw that it was like his nah, response was kind of like cut off yeah. or whatever. I was just like, "Damn!" I said, "Why oh, he ain't shit?" Yeah, he screenshotted it. I was like, "Babe, damn, you snap!" I was like, "You said something to him," and she was like, "Yeah." I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "Yo, it's not that big of a deal." Like, now she laughed and said, "Yeah, over overstood." I stand correct. And he's like, "Oh." good yeah. but i, I want to be clear because last thing we need is other people extended family of the show coming in with the chip on the show because yeah, 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 they didn't no, like absolutely. how one of us handled it's something exactly. it's like, like no like, i wouldn't it want doesn't have to, to come that. out and be like oh rel's not doing x y and z well hold yeah. up maybe there's a misunderstanding first come of all yeah. sam's coming after me over my workout well yeah i mean <laughs> yeah. that's a whole other different ball game that ain't got nothing to do with us yeah. like hey, a mickey you're on your own there. <laughs> control your house man <laughs> my house isn't in control control your rings Get in that fight with Grubhub, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, man. I, hey, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> Shit. Like, Sam, come oh. get your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't say that. The signs are too sensitive to say that. Jenna pushing for equality. I respect uh, that. The, the funny that. thing of it, though, like, look, the dude could have had hands, but the funny Sam thing out of all this, he was, he was short and he looked like a roly-poly. Oh yeah, like so he was like, chubby and so, short, and, and I was just like, he was like, like he was shorter him. than Mickey, and I was just like, okay, I got him. He was like, <laughs> not I got that him. you're short, Mike, but 
He was like 5'8". Why, why am I the short reference? Like? You're the gay. Because he kind of did look like you. I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm, a, I'm a tall roly-poly. Right. <laughs> oh, man. You're the roly-poly when it stretches out. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what? Fuck this podcast. <laughs> End it on that. All Good right. talk, gentlemen. Good talk. Uh, yeah. Episode 50 in the books, baby. Right. Black Lives we'll Matter. See next yep. week. Yeah, always Black Lives Matter. Peace. I was going to say, be careful with you. Oh, I was like, whoa. I thought you had a... Always. Always. I was about to tackle Joe. No. 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 We got to keep our job. Cut the clip. Cut the clip. All right, we out. <laughs>